0: We are so blessed today to have Pastor Tommy Geiser, the pastor of our Norwood campus. He is the spiritual father of all of our campuses, North Attleboro, Woonsocket, Guatemala, Norwood. He is our leader and we're so excited to hear a word from him on this morning. We know that God speaks to him and he is going to give us a rich word. So we invite you at this time to gather your family, get your notebook, crank up the volume on your computer and let's see what God is speaking to us today.
1: Hi, everybody. I trust that you're all safe and that you are still uh, trusting the Lord, that we're going to get through uh, this situation. We've been praying about it and we know God is a great God. This morning, I want to speak to you for a few moments about Ethan. Uh, as you know, right at the moment, we're living uh, in this pandemic uh, disease, age when It seems to be the whole world is just about in the grips of this pandemic, of this coronavirus. And uh, it's caused so much havoc, so much damage, so much suffering and pain. And we know right at the very moment, probably scientists and doctors are doing their very best to find a remedy, a solution for this thing that has uh, gripped the world. I want to speak about another pandemic, but not a pandemic disease, but rather a pandemic sin. Sin also has the world in its grip. The Bible says all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. There's not one righteous person, no, not one. So every single person is affected by sin. And sin uh, causes tremendous heartache, tremendous damage, chaos, confusion, and even death, and there's so many people suffering uh, because they're bound by sin, and what we need to understand about Easter is that Easter is the solution or the remedy for the sin that has gripped man. The Bible says the heart is sinful and desperately wicked, and uh, we know the terrible damage that sin causes, and Easter reminds us that God has provided a tremendous solution to the problem of sin. Uh, Once a year we celebrate Easter and it's one of our best meetings. So many people attend church uh, during the Easter weekend. Unfortunately this year we could not come together But, but unfortunately we've changed it a bit. We've made it less than what it really is we talk about presents and having lunches together and somehow we've lost the very reason for easter that jesus died for our sins was buried and rose again easter should remind us of the gospel the good news that the solution for sin or the remedy for sin was provided by god himself Now, the early church didn't get together once a year to celebrate Easter. Easter was a weekly thing. The Bible says they came together on the first day of the week to break bread. So every week the church got together in different places. They worshipped. They read Scripture. They taught from God's Word. They encouraged one another, exhorted one another, built up the body, and they also broke bread, the bread which is a... Uh, symbolic of the body and the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the gospel. So they really celebrated Easter every single week. Now Easter has become a yearly thing, but we as God's people need to understand it's not just a, a, a weekend once a year that we celebrate and we do different things, but it's something you and I celebrate every day of our lives. It's the gospel, the good news. Now I want you to know that when Jesus went to the cross, and died for the sins of the world, there are three things that he dealt with. The first thing he did, he dealt with sin. The second thing he dealt with, death. And the third thing is, he dealt with eternity. Now, let's look at sin first of all. Of course, as you know, we've inherited Adam's sinful nature, every human being. Uh, The psalmist says, from my mother's womb was I conceived in sin. So sin affects every single individual But there are three things we need to know about sin. And the first is the penalty of sin, the power of sin, and the presence of sin. And Jesus dealt with sin in its fullness. First of all, the penalty of sin. The Bible says the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. So sin... Sin is the cause of death. First of all, spiritual death, cut off from God. We have no relationship, no fellowship with God because we are dead in our sins. The Bible says you are dead in your trespasses and sins and we're still facing a physical death. But the penalty of sin is death. But Jesus paid the price in full. He took care of the law because the law condemns. And Jesus' work is a work of grace. The law condemns, but grace forgives. So Jesus dealt with sin. He paid the price in full so that man can be forgiven. And he dealt, of course, with the penalty of sin. The second thing is he dealt with the power of sin. We can see the power that sin has, how it grips people, grips nations, grips families and, and holds them captive uh, uh, and, and keeps them in bondage. And it's so difficult. Man cannot free himself. We don't have the power. We don't have the wisdom. We don't have anything in our own strength to break free from the power of sin. Sin is a powerful force and it holds man in captivity. But Jesus on the cross broke the power of sin so that those now who are in Christ, those who have experienced forgiveness, those who are the children of God, he says, sin no longer has dominion over you. So we have been set free. The Bible says, he whom the son sets free is free indeed. Thank God you and I can stand up, wake up every day knowing that sin need not have any power over us because Jesus is, dealt with it at the cross now the third thing of course is the presence of sin so we we know we've been released from the penalty of sin from the power of sin but from the presence of sin sin has an awful presence you you can go into different places and you can see where people are involved in evil stuff you can really feel the very presence of sin sin is a very evil presence. And even though you and I have been delivered from the penalty of sin, God has delivers us from the power of sin. We can still feel the very presence of sin, and so there is something that is futuristic. He paid. Uh, for the penalty of sin and the power of sin, but now he also paid for something that will take place in the future when eventually we as God's people will be delivered from the presence of sin. We're heading for a city that has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. He, he's gone to prepare a place for us. And because of that, we can rejoice because the one day, you and I will be in a place where there will be no more sin and the effects of sin. So the first thing Jesus dealt with on the cross was sin. The second thing is death. Death is a terrible thing. You and I know that. It's terrible when someone that you love has passed away. Uh, And especially now through this uh, coronavirus, how many people have passed away and people have lost their lives. So there's something very terrible about sin. But the Bible speaks about a spiritual death and a physical death. And it says we are spiritually dead. We have no relationship with God. We have no fellowship with God because of sin. Sin is the cause of spiritual death. And we still face a physical death, which means if we die in our sin, we are separated from God for all eternity. That is a terrible thing when we begin to understand. The Bible says it appointed unto man once to die and then the judgment. So Jesus dealt with spiritual death on the cross because through him now you and I can have relationship with our heavenly father and it's the separation between God and man. Now Jesus is the remedy, the gospel is the solution that we don't need to be separated from God, but that through Him we can be related to God. It is a wonderful relationship. Easter speaks about that. It's the gospel. It's the good news that Christ died for our sins and that we can be in a relationship with our heavenly Father. So Jesus has dealt with death. And that's why we can say, with the writer in Scripture, that death has lost its sting and the grave has been swallowed up in victory. In fact, Paul speaks about it in Thessalonians when he speaks about physical death. He says, we do not sorrow as those who do not have hope because we know that those that have gone to sleep in Jesus or died in Jesus will God bring back with him. So we as God's people, we do not fear death. We know that those who are in Christ who have passed away are coming back again. And it says in Thessalonians, there will be a shout, the voice of the archangel, the trumpet of God will sound. And the dead in Christ will be resurrected first. Those which are alive will be caught up together to meet the Lord in the air. And so shall we ever be with the Lord. And so because he lives, you and I will live Also, Jesus dealt with the power of death. Now, he stripped the devil who had the power of death, and he said, I'm he that liveth and was dead, and behold, I'm alive forevermore. So he deals with physical death. He deals with spiritual death. Job asked the question, if a man live, if a man die, will he live again? Of course, we know, yes, because Jesus rose again from the dead. And Paul speaks about the resurrection in 1 Corinthians 15. It's always a good chapter to read so that you can understand uh, the power uh, of the resurrection and what Jesus accomplished on the cross. So Jesus was the first person or the first one because he became one of us to be raised from the dead and to live eternally. Now, you must understand Before Jesus died and rose again, others died and were raised from the dead. For example, Lazarus. Lazarus was raised from the dead. Jesus stood before the grave man who'd been dead for three days and said, Lazarus, come forth. And by the power of the word of Jesus, he was raised from the dead and he walked out of that tomb alive. But Lazarus died again. He wasn't raised unto eternal life. Why? Because Jesus had to be the first fruits of them that was resurrected unto eternal life. So now Jesus lives forever. And because of that, true believers will never die. We We will live forever and ever. And that's what he speaks about in Thessalonians when he says the day is coming when we will meet Jesus face to face. And we will spend eternity with him. So Jesus deals with, uh, with sin and he deals with death. Tremendous things that happened uh, on that particular weekend when he became the spotless lamb of God, suffering for the world. He dealt also with eternity. The grave could not hold him. He rose again and uh, he said, I'm he that liveth and was dead. But I'm alive forevermore. I, I'm he that was alive, I died, and now I'm alive forevermore. And I have the keys of hell and the grave. So he's alive forevermore. He says, I am the resurrection and the life. He that liveth and believeth in me, though he were dead, yet he shall live. And he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. For there's an eternity before us, and we all." We will live with him for all eternity. And that includes all those who have put their faith and their trust in the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus made a tremendous promise when he was on. He said, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you so. But I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go to prepare a place for you, I will return to receive you unto myself. So, that where I am, there he can be also. So, eternity was dealt with at the cross. God has made provision for all of us who will put our faith and trust in him to live with him forever and ever and ever. And so, Easter speaks of that. Easter is the gospel. And Paul speaks about the gospel in Corinthians. He says, "I deliver unto that which I received, that how the Lord Jesus Christ died for our sins, was buried, and rose again, and was seen on the uh, by the disciples and by others to be alive. That is the gospel: the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus. That's what Easter is about. It's not about the bunny. It's not about gifts. It's not about having lunches together and all that. It's about." the gospel, the good news. And we celebrate this gospel every day of our lives. Paul said, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ because it is the power or the dunamis, the dynamite of God unto salvation to everyone that believes. It is a powerful message. And you and I must embrace it And we must ask God for his anointing upon our lives daily so that whenever we have the opportunity to share the message of Easter, we won't wait for once a year, but we will share it every day or every opportunity that comes our way. Easter is the gospel. John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, should not die, but hath everlasting life. And so we must understand the great work of Easter, what Jesus did that particular weekend, what He accomplished. He struck a death blow to sin. He struck a death blow uh, uh, to uh, the power of sin, he struck a death blow to to the fact that there, there is no hope for man. Man lives once, he dies, and that's the end of it. He struck a death blow there because he showed us that we can live forever and ever. And so Jesus' work on the cross was is a great work and we must love it. And we must share it with others. Now, the question is, if you're listening to me uh, today, where are you? What is your stand? Have you made a commitment to the Lord Jesus Christ? Have you said, look, I am a sinner. I'm lost. I'm undone. I need help. I can't do anything for myself. You've called upon that name. The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord, shall be saved. As many as received Him, to them gave Him the power or the right to be called the sons of God. Listen, that great work that Jesus did on Easter, the suffering, the pain, when He became the spotless Lamb of God, crucified to a cross, spat upon, bleeding, mocked. He did it for us, for you, and for me, for many years, I had I had no intention of even thinking about that. But there came a day that I realized I'm lost and I'm undone and I need to make right with God. And the moment I made right with God, I began to understand that God loved me so much that Jesus was willing to go through the shame of the cross just so that I may experience the forgiveness of sin that I may experience eternal life. May God bless you. Amen.
0: We are so grateful for that word from Pastor Geyser. He taught us about the penalty, the power, and the presence of sin. And honestly, it's kind of scary to think about the fact that we're all surrounded by sin, all based off of one mess up from Adam and Eve way back in the beginning. But thanks be to God for Calvary. Thanks be to God for Jesus Christ coming to give his life for the pardon of sin of all of mankind. And we are so grateful that we learned about that today. Listen, if you watch this message, you might be sitting at home and you may be wondering, how do I receive salvation? I can't get to church, I can't pray with the pastor, what can I do from here? Romans chapter 10 verses nine and 10 say that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart, you will be saved. And it comes down to a matter of your spoken words, your confession, and what you believe in your heart. Your confession points to things that we speak about that we know of. You might know all of the presidents of the United States, you might know every state and capital this country and you can confess those things easily because you know it. Well, I'm here to let you know that once you've had an encounter with Jesus Christ, once your spirit man has been awakened, you now have a newfound knowledge of who Jesus Christ is. And it's based off that knowledge that you're able to confess that he is Lord and that he is the son of God. And the next thing that we focus on is our belief. You have to confess and then you have to believe. And belief speaks to things that we know beyond the intellectual. For instance, I know that the sky is blue and every morning I wake up and every morning that I have woken up for the past 36 years, the sky has been blue. And trust me, there's nothing that you can say or do that can convince me otherwise. The sky is blue. It's always going to be blue. Even when it's not blue because of rain clouds, it's still blue above the clouds. And the sky is always going to be blue. Because I've had the realization of who God is in my life, there's nothing that you can say to dispel that or to speak against it. I know that Jesus is God. I know that he is the Messiah. I know that he went to Calvary to die for my sins. I know that he lived, that he died, and that he rose, and that because of him, I have access to abundant eternal life in God the Father. And I'm so happy about that today. So if you want to accept Jesus into your heart, if you want to accept him into your life, if you want to start a and be forgiven for your past and be forgiven for everything that you've done, repeat this prayer with me. Lord Jesus, in this moment, I realize That I need you. I need you to come into my heart. Jesus, I need you to forgive me for my sins. And I need your Holy Spirit to help me live a new life. Draw me closer to you and help me to live according to your will and your word for my life. In Jesus' name. Heavenly Father, we thank you for every person who just spoke those words who just said that prayer, regardless of where they are, what room they're in, what technology technological device they're watching. Father, we pray that your spirit would meet them where they are. That you would awaken their spirit, man, so that they can realize who you are and just how powerful you are. Father, we pray that they would be connected to you, that they would find a local assembly where they can grow in the things of God. We thank you for the word that went forth. Father, we ask that you would help us to commit it to our hearts and to our minds so that we're not just hearers of your word, but that we are also doers of your holy word. Father, allow us to place Your word as a foundation for living every day. Lord, we thank you for these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen, if you just prayed that prayer with me, let me be the first to say, Congratulations. Welcome to God's family. Welcome to the kingdom of God. We are so excited for the decision that you just made to ask Jesus to come into your heart, and we want to connect with you. Text the words, Next Step. I know it's two words, but text it as one. Next step to 41411. Don't wait until the stream is over. Go get your phone right now and text in the word next step to 41411. We want to get in contact with you. We won't harass you. We won't bug you. I promise we won't spam you, but we want to connect with you and say, Welcome to the family and congratulations on this new step that you have taken. We talked about salvation and really salvation is only the first step, right? So it's kind of like when a man proposes to his girlfriend and makes her his fiance and it's like, hey, will you marry me? And she's excited. Well, every man knows that you don't leave a woman engaged for too long. They start to get antsy and they start to, there are other steps. You get married, then you buy a house, then you have kids. Likewise, it is with Jesus. You accept him into your heart. Then you have to connect to a church. Then you connect with a small group in a life group. Then you start to volunteer. There's a series of events that has to happen. It doesn't just stop at your salvation. So connect yourself to a ministry. We would love to see you in one of our campuses. North Attleboro, we have Norwood, we have Woonsocket, Guatemala. Wait, make your way to our campus there. And if there's no waters near you, find a Bible-believing church. A church that believes and preaches the whole counsel of God because it's then and only then that your relationship with him will grow. For all of my Waters family that has already saved and have already accepted Jesus, we love you. Thank you so much for watching. We just want to remind you of all of the ways that you can continue to stay connected even though we're not able to physically meet in the building. We realize that some of our seniors and people may not have access to the internet, you may not have a laptop, you may not have a computer or a phone that can stream the services, but we have a way for you to connect. On Sunday morning at 9.30, if you dial 855-352-9749, you can listen on your phone to the service that's being streamed live. Again, that number is 855 352 9749. You can call in and listen to our streaming services as they are live. You can even set up a notification where you'll get a phone call every time the church goes live, which is awesome because you'll be up to date and by the minute updates. So call that number one more time, 855- 352-9749 if you want to listen to our live streaming services, if that's not good enough for you and you live in Rhode Island, you're in Woonsocket, you can actually find our services also on the radio on W-O-O-N. It's 1240 on the AM dial and 99.5 on the FM dial. Again, that's 1240 AM or 99.5 FM, live messages on Sunday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. We're finding all types of ways to reach you and to stay connected and to make sure that we're still offering you ministry during this time of social distancing. We also want to let you know that our emergency food pantry is going mobile. This weekend coming on Saturday, April 25th, our emergency food pantry will be mobile and it's heading to Walnut Hill Plaza. We'll be set up there at our Wound Socket campus. We'll be handing out food to those in need, to those in the community who may not have everything that we need. If you know someone, send them to Walnut Hill Plaza on Saturday, April 25th. We'll have a van there, a truck there, the tables, food will be set up so that we can serve the community in Wound Socket. We're also still accepting donations. If you would like, to bring food or toiletries, you can go on to waterschurch.tv. There you'll find an updated list of the things that we need and the things that we're collecting in order to properly serve the community and provide the needs that have come forth. We pray that you've been blessed by this. We want to remind you to continue to log on to waterschurch.tv all day, every day from the kids section, first thing in the morning through life groups at 1 o'clock. We have other activities, small groups. There's lots of hilarious, funny content on there. I promise if you watch it you're going to laugh. And the funny thing is if it's funny to you watching at home, trust me, you have no idea of how funny it is here. Watching them being made, watching them being filled, the bloopers, the stutters, it really is a great time. But we're having fun making sure that we're providing ministry and staying connected to each other, even even though we can't gather through this time. Waterschurch.tv is the place to be. It doesn't matter where you are or what campus you're from. Log on, waterschurch.tv and we will meet you there. We pray that you've been blessed by this stream today. We want to encourage you to continue to connect. Reach out to your neighbors. If there are people in church that you're friendly with, send them a call, send them a text message. Um, email them. Don't go to their house because we're social distancing. But check on your friends. Make sure the people in your circle are fine. Make sure that they're well. Make sure that they're healthy. And if you come across a need, send them to waterschurch.tv and we will do everything in our power to take care of it. God bless you. God keep you. And we hope to see you again next Sunday. God bless.